Sleep is one of the primary drives that keep your mind healthy. Sleep is an integral part of human life that a lot of people don't pay adequate attention to. To have a healthy and functional mind, you need to have a good sleep every day. Sleep is an essential part of the glymphatic system in the body that's responsible for the removal of waste in the brain. The glymphatic system, recently discovered by scientists, has been proven to work better when humans sleep than when they are awake. There are a lot of disadvantages attached to lack of good sleep. Not sleeping well is not ideal for the human mind and body because good sleep helps the body in numerous ways. Lack of sleep can cause obesity in humans. When you don't sleep well, your energy levels are reduced, and your body automatically directs you to replenish the energy by eating a lot of food, which can cause you to gain weight. Lack of sleep can also cause the heart not to function well. The heart needs a rhythm to pump blood, and this rhythm is mostly not available to people who don't sleep well. When you fail to sleep, you are at risk of having bad moods or frequent mood swings that let your emotions get the best of you. The body does not function properly if you don't sleep. Sleep is an active mechanism humans use to stay alive. Animalistic drives in humans cannot be overlooked at all. The human body is programmed to have primary drives to keep the body well and healthy. There's the primary drive of food and water to nourish the body, the primary drive to reproduce, and the primary drive to sleep. These drives are fueled by food, water, sex and sleep. Without good sleep, a primary drive is neglected, and the body reacts to it in different negative ways. There are misconceptions about patients who feel they don't sleep at all or that their productivity is not affected by lack of sleep. Regardless of how restless or busy you are, you'll sleep, everybody sleeps. The amount of time you need to sleep is relative because humans are different from one another. Whenever the question, how much time do you need to sleep, pops up, the first thing you should know is that there isn't a fixed time frame, but you should always sleep enough and well. Getting enough sleep keeps the mind active immediately you're awake. Getting good sleep can come from anywhere, which is why sleep is a mechanism that keeps your body alive and fit at all times. Being able to discern between feeling sleepy and being fatigued helps you understand your sleep habits. To clearly understand your problem, you need to, first of all, be able to discern between fatigue and feeling sleepy. These two words are used interchangeably by people, even though they mean different things entirely. Feeling fatigued means your energy is low and you need rest or any other stimulant to regain your strength. When you're fatigued, you're not necessarily sleepy, and you don't necessarily have to sleep. Being sleepy on the other hand means that you have to sleep for your body to feel good again. When you're fatigued, get some rest. When you're sleepy, get enough sleep. Fatigue can occur as a result of various things like malnourishment, depression, diabetes, anemia, pregnancy, etc. Unlike fatigue, sleep is a primary drive, and this means that it can occur at any time, anywhere. Sleepiness is caused by either medication, sleep dysfunction, or sleep deprivation. Once you discover how sleepy you get and what makes you feel sleepy, you can control your sleep better. Two major systems in the body produce sleepiness, they are, homeostatic system circadian system. The homeostatic system is the one responsible for bringing rest to a system that's not at rest. The circadian system is the sleep cycle that runs in the background of your brain to cycle between sleepiness and alertness at regular intervals. Understanding the three stages of sleep helps you balance your vigilance so that you can sleep better. There are three stages of sleep among humans. They are, light sleep, deep sleep, dream sleep. 
All three stages are important to your life, and you must be familiar with them if you want to know more about how, why, and when you sleep. For you to sleep, you must first be awake. Sleep only comes to people who are awake, and when you switch from being awake to sleeping, you switch to the light sleep first. Light sleep is the path that leads to deep sleep and dream sleep. Light sleep is divided into two parts, the N1 and N2. The N1 is the stage where the body slowly transits from being awake to sleeping. Your muscles start to slow down its work while your body gradually slips into N2. In N2, your muscles have relaxed, and you're fully asleep, even though you still retain a certain level of awareness. The N2 is the passageway that allows you to transition into deep sleep or dream sleep easily. The deep sleep is a stage of sleep that wanes as you get older. During the deep sleep, also called N3, your growth hormones GH work silently in the background, strengthening your body and bones and giving you the required energy needed when you wake up. The dream sleep, also known as REM sleep rapid eye movement, is the stage of sleep where dreams occur. Based on the discovery by Asarinsky and Kleitman, during this stage of sleep, the eyes move in similar ways to when the body is fully awake. REM sleep is for dreams, and dreams are indications that your brain is still active even though you are sleeping. The sleep cycle of a healthy human looks like this. Wake, stage N1, stage N2, deep sleep, REM sleep. Vigilance is what keeps you dedicated to something. In the case of sleep, vigilance is what distinguishes between being awake and being asleep. The presence or absence of vigilance in your life determines if you can sustain being awake or not. Humans, when troubled find it hard to sleep, thereby resorting to medications that would help them sleep. Drugs that trigger dopamine and histamine only give you temporary relief, there's a huge chance they'll affect you negatively in the long run. Vigilance has its positive and negative impacts on the human body and mind. Too much of vigilance can lead to insecurity and disrupt your sleeping order. When you consistently wake up at regular intervals because you're too vigilant about something, you will end up not having a good sleep. Also, lack of vigilance can make you fall asleep anywhere, especially at times when you need to be awake. These moments might become embarrassing for you, like sleeping off in a meeting or sleeping past your bus stop or train stop. You must maintain the balance between being awake and being asleep. Vigilance is the tool that helps you regulate your being awake and being asleep. Various forces help you to sleep or stay awake. A disruption in the order of these forces can make sleeping difficult for you. Misperceptions about your sleep state can disrupt your circadian rhythm and your sleep schedule. One of the biggest misperceptions about sleep from patients is that it is possible not to sleep at all for a very long period. A lot of these patients come with stories of how they haven't slept at all in months, and how they are so sure of it. Paradoxical insomnia is the medical condition responsible for this. Sometimes, you believe you haven't been sleeping because you can recall the image or scenario of everything that happened as time went by. Most times, these scenarios and images happen when you wake up from sleep, but because they are similar, you believe you haven't slept at all. Paradoxical insomnia can be very tough to treat because most patients are so immersed in the belief that they don't sleep at all. Paradoxical insomnia disrupts sleeping processes, causing patients to feel distraught and less productive. It is not normal to feel you're not sleeping even though you are. The thought is draining and tiring, and it can seriously wear you down. The first thing to do to correct the problem is that you should accept the fact that you might have paradoxical insomnia. Also, you can take a self-test by capturing your activities during your sleep hour to know how long you slept and what you do when you wake up at intervals. 
Circadian rhythms dictate everything you do and when you do them. It's like a clock that shows you when to do something. The circadian system is responsible for telling the body when to sleep and when to wake. Whenever you eat or rest, it's your circadian system telling you it's time to do so. When you tweak or constantly override the time stipulated to you by your circadian system, you find it difficult to sleep. To establish a healthy circadian rhythm, you must pay attention to when you eat, your reaction to light or darkness, when you exercise, when you rest, when you drink, and when you sleep. Circadian rhythm disorders occur when you don't pay attention to it, or you are finding it hard to adapt to a new situation or environment. If you travel from one country to another country where the time difference is six hours, you will find it hard to sleep in the first few days because your circadian system has to adapt to a new environment and recalibrate your body to sleep when it's night and be awake by daytime. Jet lag and new work or shifts can also cause circadian disorder. Your body has to readjust to accommodate the new environment, and this can affect your sleep. Treating insomnia with sleeping aids only give you temporary comfort when you sleep. The general belief that insomnia is the medical terminology for lack of sleep is incorrect and inaccurate. Everyone sleeps, so, lack of sleep is virtually non-existent, save for some days. Insomnia is when you don't like your sleep or how you sleep. Humans go through times when sleep is difficult, but nothing suggests that it is insomnia. For you to have insomnia, you must be really annoyed and frustrated at the way you sleep. The true definition of insomnia consists of two components, a person is not sleeping when they want to sleep the person cares, and usually a lot, about not sleeping, whether or not they want to admit it. There are two major types of insomnia, simple insomnia and hard insomnia. Simple insomnia is caused by a wide variety of things like anxiety, medical issues, and cognitive behavioral therapy. Anxiety and stress are things that keep you troubled and worried. In a lot of cases, these things are not important to you because you have no control over them or their outcome. When you clear your mind off worries and stop stressing yourself over and over again, you'll most likely have a good sleep. Sleeping well requires you to have cognitive behavioral therapy CBT. CBT helps you determine what's wrong with your behavioral patterns, and how it's affecting your sleep. When you detail your CBT, it becomes easier to treat insomnia very well. Unlike simple insomnia, hard insomnia is something you should be worried about. Hard insomnia thrives on fear and feeling helpless. When you're bound by fear and gripped by the thoughts of how helpless you are in controlling a situation, you're opening yourself to hard insomnia. Life happens way beyond human control at times, and times would come when things won't come your way. These moments are where hard insomnia loves to play with you. You have to take your mind off a lot of things, most especially the ones you can't control. Evaluating and re-evaluating your position about something is what gives you an insight into how scared or helpless you are. When you're in a situation beyond your control, you're not necessarily helpless, you're not just in the right capacity to change anything. Sleep is a skill that is mastered over time. So, if you're finding it hard to sleep well, don't let frustration, helplessness or fear get the better of you. Take your time and make sure you continue trying to sleep well because once hard insomnia takes control of you, it might lead to dementia. Sleep is an amazing thing when enjoyed, and that is why a lot of people would do anything to get good sleep. Over the years, more people are now reliant on pills or stimulants to help them sleep. These pills come in various forms like melatonin, valium and benzodiazepine, ambien and imidazepiridine, esoplicone, rimelteon, doxepin, etc. 
They become so addicted that they can't sleep without these pills, lest they become very uncomfortable. Sleeping pills are only appropriate when used in certain conditions for certain purposes. Also, you should always contact a doctor before using sleeping pills because a lot of these pills have aggressive side effects. Sleeping pills give temporary comfort that would keep you asking for more. In an attempt to sleep well, you're preparing yourself for discomfort later on, especially when you stop having access to these pills. If you're addicted to sleeping pills, you need to contact your doctor for steps to take to help you beat this addiction. The best form is sleep is the one that comes to you naturally without sleeping aids. Always contact your doctor to know more about sleeping pills, if you should use them, why you should use them, and when to stop using them. Create sleep schedules for yourself so you can control how you sleep and when you sleep. You must develop a wake-up time, as well as sleep time. People who have problems sleeping don't have a particular time they wake up or sleep. Some people's wake-up time is determined by how well they've slept, while some people have a fixed time that they wake up every day. Developing a routine and making a perpetual habit of it helps you to plan your sleep very well. While you're working on creating a wake-up time for yourself, you should remember that you don't have to copy other people's sleep duration necessarily. You need a sleeping schedule regardless of your age. Without a schedule, you won't be able to stay vigilant and conscious about whether you slept well or not. Time works differently for everyone, and the amount of sleep that gets someone comfortable might not work for you. The duration of your sleep doesn't matter as long as you feel happy and healthy waking up. Exercises, routine wake-up time, and constant sleep time are ways in which you can create a sleep schedule to help you sleep well. Napping is an effective way to regain strength, not a substitute for lack of sleep. Napping is one of the most important ways to refresh the brain and regain some energy to the body. Napping comes in handy when a long sleep is not possible or comfortable. Everyone naps, and it is perfectly okay as long as you know how to moderate it. A nap is not meant to make up for lost sleep when the sleeper had the opportunity to sleep but did not. Substituting sleep for nap means you won't be able to sleep when you're supposed to sleep, and you won't be able to nap when you're supposed to nap. Like sleep, a nap should always have a wake-up time when you snap out of the nap and remain active. When you fail to sleep very well by staying up all night, you should make up for it as quickly as possible. Don't try to replace it with naps taken at intervals, instead, make up for it by sleeping extra hours or minutes when you finally want to sleep. Snoring and apnea can be treated by seeing a professional who can create a sleep study for you. Snoring can get disturbing and uncomfortable for people around you. When you sleep, you barely know if you snore or not, until you are told by other people that you did snore. Snoring mostly occurs when you lie on your back, and this can be corrected when you train yourself to lie on your side instead. Patients often confuse snoring for apnea, but they are not the same thing. Apnea occurs when there's difficulty in passing oxygen to your brain. The brain uses 20% of the oxygen in the human body, so when you are suffering from apnea, and your brain can't get enough oxygen, your brain is forced to act. With each difficulty in breathing, your brain will have to decide between sleeping and letting the suffocation continue or waking up so that you can catch your breath. Sleep apnea, repeated over a long period takes a heavy toll on its patients. Several apnea treatments can help patients breathe better when sleeping. They are 1. Continuous Positive Airway Pressure CPAP, which is a device used to open the airways using air with the adequate amount of pressure. 2. Sleeping on your side. 3. Weight loss. 4. Oral appliances. 5. 
Surgery. Uncontrolled apnea can lead to heart attacks, stroke, hypertension and heart failure. Apart from apnea, several other things can go wrong with your sleep like 1. Restless legs syndrome. 2. Narcolepsy. 3. REM behavior disorder. 4. Bruxism, jaw clenching. 5. Parasomnias. A sleep study is a technique designed to help your doctor monitor a lot of things that are related to your sleep effectively. By paying attention to the brain wave activity egg, the eye movement EOG, and the muscle activity EMG. In a sleep study, doctors can determine the stage of your sleep in a flash. Patients can now do home sleep testing HST, where they attach a device with wires on their body during the night wherever they are. These devices monitor the airflow, breathing effort, oxygen saturation, pulse, and snoring. As easy as this technique and device are, it has a major flaw, it doesn't study sleep. The device doesn't care if the patient sleeps or not because it has not been programmed to do so. When you complete a sleep study, you should sit down with the doctor and discuss the study together. Doing this, you know where your problem is, your statistics and how much you need to adjust or improve. Conclusion Sleep is an essential part of human life that cannot be joked with. Good sleep is as important as any other thing, and that is why you should pay attention to it. Your productivity depends on how well you sleep, and lack of good sleep can be detrimental to your health. Try this, develop a sleep schedule, follow it for a few weeks and then check your level of productivity.